Look at all their faces. Look how beautiful they all are. There's a man in the first row wearing a long lips, lipstick and lingerie. That's a mirror, Philip. That's a mirror. Oh, oh that's awkward. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice lingerie. I mean, it matches tops and bottoms. Oh, I mean, I'm I'm from the north. It's lingerie. <laughs> lingerie, your tops and bottoms <laughs> match. You've got your frilly pants on. <laughs> Hello, Hello people. And welcome to episode 14 of the Paracetamol Headache podcast. Masterpiece Theatre. Today <laughs> we'll be performing a one-man show between the two of us. <laughs> we constitute one man between the two of us. Yeah, he's got the cock, I got the balls. <laughs> we don't call it cock where I come from, we call it the chaps. The chaps. But down our way, because I'm near Brighton, it's the penis. Oh, the penis. Yes. Or, or you know, if you're if you're proper Kemp Town, the theme park. What's what is uh, Martin drinking this evening? Uh, may I please have a large glass of Le Penis? The Penis. Oh, the Penis is particularly cheeky tonight, sir. Very, Ooh. very crisp. <laughs> is it a Penis Affronte? I suppose if you're drinking Penis, you don't want it to be a young one. So we'll go for a vintage. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it gives me the burps, I don't mind. This, this penis is only two years old. Oh, sweet Jesus, get it away. <laughs> Was it brewed <laughs> by a small man in Cheshire? <laughs> Do you know, I saw something truly creepy today. I've, I've, I've been following the film Wonka because I don't know if you know, we lived in Grendon Underwood and our next door neighbour was Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl. Roald Dahl. So I've grown up with a love of Roald Dahl books. Not, not Roald Dahl who was a Nazi sympathising Jew-hating swine. Um, but the book wonderful. <laughs> and I didn't really click that it was Hugh Grant as the Oompa Loompa. Well, that's a spoiler. Right. I, I, I hadn't seen all the trailers, but apparently it's no spoiler. He, he can't is the, just he... go out there into the world wantonly throwing around spoilers. Who do you he, think you are? He's an Oompa. He's the Oompa Loompa. And he's called, yeah. Lo- he's called Lofty. Lofty, the Umpa Lumpa Prime, the um, the Apex Lumpar. <laughs> yes, who who has a flute and wears a sailing cap. He talks ever so much like this. Oh, good God! Which is hilarious because if you believe the backstage stories of the the nineteen seventies film, all the Umpa Lumpas were woman groping drunks. Well, it, it, like, <laughs> it, isn't there a famous um, Hollywood's? Uh, oh, the 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 Munchkins. The the Munchkins having sex in the film in the field. Also, the hanging munchkin, and also the fact that there were umpalumpas in the film having sex, and you can hear the noises. Apparently, so. I mean, I've, I've tried really hard. They can't hear it. <laughs> I've tried really hard to fancy an umpalumpa, but I just, I just can't do it. The orange bastards. It's just like a, a fancy little orange sex toy, but um, <laughs> ribbed for her pleasure. I, I, I... <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, 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 oh. Is this, is this, uh, is this prophylactic made of sheep, Scott? No, it's made of a palumpa. I'm, I'm just... The finest palumpas will do. I'm just Googling whether you can... Hang on, I'm not going to announce it until I know it's a fact, but I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah. Well, it's called it an anaphylactic, which would really make the whole <laughs> act of sex something completely different. He's dead. However, I had a wonderful time. You can get an Oompa Loompa dildo. Um, I'm sure, I'm, of course you can. 
There's also a, a violet Beauregard sex pillow that's purple and just has a, a hole in it. Oh, I'm pretty. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a there's an unwritten rule, a bit like Murphy's Law or Sod's Law, that if you can think about it, they've made a sex toy of it. It's a very small penis, <laughs> but uh, surprisingly industrious. <laughs> <laughs> Smells faintly of cacao. Um, well, okay. it's, honestly, it's, it's grotesque. Honestly, every time it's going in and out. Um, Phil, 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 That pillow looked surprised, I'm just saying. <laughs> there was a lenticular look of absolute lasciviousness on your face there. Poetry in that the lenticular look of seriousness. Yeah, just he was just going <laughs> going to town on a stuffed toy. So I am um, I've I've had a bit of a rough week, Phil. You have? It's been I've a bit had, of a shocker. I've had a bit of a rough week and then it all it all it all suddenly made a bit of an uptick. Really? Yeah, well, work's work's been work, hasn't it? Work's been a bit worky. Work's work, yeah. Yeah, so that's been that's been getting me a bit down, into it? So what's the uptick? I decided to throw snowballs at my colleagues at work. There's snow at your place. No, there's not. But Andy invented something to make himself feel better. <laughs> yeah. What were you throwing? Well, I thought in times of trouble, you know, stormy minds and all, why not just. Absolutely, shaft yourself with some forced positivity. <laughs> did you did you throw your own shit again? This is why we're not allowed back at Woburn Safari Park. No, Those the reason I'm traumatized. The reason we're not allowed back at Woburn Safari Park is because that fucking red panda gave me the eye, and it called me all sorts of names, and I told it who's what, and then it had a little go, and then I gave it a little jab, and then me and him had a little like rumble tumble, and then they're I endangered species, though, Andy. You can't fist a red panda. I didn't fist him. He uh, I mean, let my fist slip inside of him. To the elbow. I say, well, if I see him again, I'm turning him into a human tuxedo. <laughs> to quote Ryan Connolly, it's a puppet. Um, puppet. <laughs> <laughs> and I just say, we are perfectly welcome at Webb and Safari Park. And Andy has never willingly or unwillingly fisted a red panda. However, given twice. Two seconds and the opportunity. <laughs> However, when we go to London Zoo, Chichi the chimp noticeably chips himself. Um... <laughs> the are positively rigid around me. <laughs> I've never seen an ostrich bury its head in the ground. I just go, go at it. If you're going to give I... me an invitation, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'll be honest. I'm my, I'm, my, I'm my third can in tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm on at the minute. Juice Forsyth. Uh, yeah, the can looked lovely. It's can really looked... expensive, like boozy tango, basically. Uh, for, uh, not tango, lilt. Mm, totally tropical taste. You can't buy lilt anymore. They stopped making it. Let me, let, let me, let me. No, you can. It's called Fanta Tropical now. Is that what it is? Oh, yeah, the cunts. You can't have it if you've got uh, mental health uh, concerns or are on any kind of SSRIs because apparently the grapefruit will make you go even more crazy. Yeah, I mean, for years, I wasn't allowed to have grapefruit for a long time, which explains an awful lot, if I'm honest, because I used to love grapefruit. 
you you did actually love grapefruit. You had that whole relationship with that grapefruit with like six. Honestly. Honestly. Eyes you away from that grapefruit. It was like trying to rescue someone from the Mormon church. It was more of that at the end of it, you know. (laughs) So do you want to know about like a frog on a pump? Only so I carry on. (laughs) Did you turn the frog into a balloon? Carry on. Walk around like that Paul McCartney music video. Oh, he took some LSD and wrote that. Anyway, your snowballs, sorry. So I invented a game at work. Yeah. It's called Snowball of Positivity. Right. What you do is you go on to like, it sounds really rubbish and it's going to make everyone like really bored, but I'm just going to tell you now, I found something positive to do and it made me feel really great. Do it. You throw a snowball at someone via Teams and tell them that they had been nominated for, you know, some sort of uh, recognition uh, for their skills and some sort of aspect of work. And then they have to share the team's message with someone else and do a positivity chain. And I managed to get about 30 people who are oh. by day, um, noon till night, pretty, pretty miserable people because of, uh, because of, you know, reasons, um, full-time work, cost of living, uh, general malaise of the universe and Tories. Um, and uh, yeah, we 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 did positivity chain in about thirty. That's quite nice. Throwing symbols nice... of positivity around the office, it was great. That's a really nice thing to do. I just ate lemon drizzle cake today, if I'm honest. That also is a positive thing. It is. I don't think I was supposed to, but it's. I mean, it's delicious. I mean, you 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 work with the community, so what you could potentially do is do um lemon drizzle cake of positivity. <laughs> Where to be you, fair, if I pegged someone, people at my work with a snowball, I'd be going to prison. You shouldn't be pegging people at work anyway, Phil. No, I mean, I mean, uh, it's a northern term. To peg someone means to throw something at them. Uh, I, I appreciate in the vernacular, pegging means something completely different and would probably change my communal lounge at my place very, very drastically. I would like to add an addendum to what I said as well and just point out that obviously pegging would not be an unusual thing to do at work if your job was to, in fact, professionally peg people. Oh, I feel like that's a profession, isn't it? I, I, I'm Again, I'm, hang on, I'm just going to Google what a, a professional pegger earns. Can we, just, can we just stop for one second? Are you at the work? Are you using the work computer again? No. Okay, <laughs> then, then you can carry on writing pegging unless, of course, the three things below are any of the things that you are at the moment in a church yeah at a nursery oh that's a really angry peg or in a public library you're in a public library aren't you looking at pegging yeah are you I wearing mean, any clothes philip no it's just like a oh holy crap like on etsy why you shouldn't be able to buy sex toys on etsy <laughs> what where do you get your sex toys from not etsy I mean, it's beautifully adorned. But it's eBay or nothing for me, mate. Or Craigslist. Honestly, Shine. You can buy sex toys on Shine and Timu now. Oh, yeah. Timu's pretty good. We, uh, we had the whole discussion of the glow-in-the-dark. Um, Dildos. Yeah, neon glow-in-the-dark. Dildos. They're great unless you've got a cat. <laughs> don't get... don't. And, and also, can I just say something? I, I dated someone with a cat very briefly. Glow in the dark condoms, really bad idea. <laughs> really bad because I had to have special cream on my penis after the cat got a hold of it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, Don't do it. Honestly, it's a really bad idea. I just need to go back a couple of. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. 
the sudden the sudden context of you in, introducing a cat to the conversation <laughs> this particular topic threw me entirely because I did not understand the context of where you were coming from until you you you, you kindly put it together for us. But yeah, I've but, never used a dildo on an animal. <laughs> For a hot second, I thought I was supposed to have remembered some sort of new proverb, like "Don't let <laughs> go around." Thou shalt peg the shit out of a Tommy. Um, no, no, um, no. <laughs> I dated a girl briefly that had a cat. We thought it'd be funny to get glow in the dark condom and play lightsabers. My penis got more by a cat. You were cosplaying as Martin Short, and then you got assaulted <laughs> by a kitten. I, honestly, no. I have never experienced pain because if you know something's kind of about to happen you can physically and mentally prepare yourself the first thing i knew was stabbing pain when both sets of claws dug into my well gland see that's that's the the the, your first mistake was physically and mentally preparing yourself for the torture that would inevitably follow i on the other hand very much prefer the jump in with two feet and don't think about shit uh technique i i I, normally i'm fine with that but the cat had hold of my penis honestly it was like it was like godzilla on 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 the um, on the empire state building he just would not let go uh, and, and at first, I didn't know what was happening. I thought it was some weird kinky stuff. It wasn't. It was her pet cat attacking my glowing penis. Fantastic mental images all around there. I'm going <laughs> to thank you for that one later. Um, <laughs> one, one for the bank, there, ladies. One for the bank. Sorry, dear, dear listeners, you'll 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 notice that we, we, we've 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 started off on a bit of a tangent this evening, and that's because. I don't know if you've got windows, but probably you should look out at it and see how everything's on fire. The fucking bin fire out there, people, is a fucking bin fire. So what we've decided to do is, like uh, a famous 1920s or 30s comedy sketch, um, we've got do what we want. squirty soda bottles. Um, and we've turned it upside down and we've sprayed the fire with as much water as we can muster. <laughs> and we've decided to march through the ashes in as silly a walk as possible. Yeah. I mean, we, uh, we don't need to tell you how bad the politic, the political scene is at the moment. Just you, just again, just stick your head out the window. It's going to shit. We're going to have an election soon, and right now at what's the time? Five to ten in the evening. I'm not sure Rishi Sunak is prime minister. At this point, if we were anywhere near professional in our um, capacity as podcasters. We would have dropped in the bongs and done like really cool headlines and like taken the full advantage of the uh, the recent news, but we're we're nowhere near uh, anything that's even slightly resembling professional in our capacity yeah. podcaster. Yeah, making this shit up as we go along. So we're gonna bluster through like fuckwits and just make it up this evening. Yeah, yeah. There is some. Uh, yeah, let's just enjoy it. Let's just. It's the end of Thursday, as I know we it. We know it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's been some. I mean, the the highlight of my week was someone blowing up a ULES camera. Oh, I saw that on the news. It exploded, and they don't really know why. Shrapnel everywhere, apparently. It was like something out of a war zone. And speaking of bombs going off, the blonde tit was on TV telling everyone how they're idiots because he did everything he could in COVID. So, um... Oh, and Philip Schofield isn't a paedophile. Who knew? Who knew? 
who knew yeah. apart from yeah. that 15 year old boy and Philip Schofield but yeah there we go there we have it that, Move- that's the political scene Rishi Sunak's a prick Suella Braverman is a prick uh Jenrick a bit more respect from now I, I mean really on Tuesday Jenrick was on all of the news stations as the appointed um <laughs> on the press tour that morning wholeheartedly with his full chest thrust out big red jowls pride bursting from his eyes as he was defending the Rwanda plan and then on Thursday he shit himself he quits he quits do you think do you think he opened like a box at the back of the cupboard and found his soul i think he realized that the monkey paw had run out of wishes That's what I think. Yeah. So, you know, it's a bin fire. It's it's back to frontland because according to Rishi, if you're successful now in your migration status, you're going to stay in Rwanda. And if you're not, guess where you get sent to? Fucking England. My my favorite one this week was um was and this is as political as I'm going to get. But my favourite this week was um, when the Tories announced that you had to earn almost £40,000 as a combined household uh, to manage yeah. to despite the fact whether or not you'd had children in the country, uh, you were English and you lived here, but if your partner was not English and moved here to get married to you, if you're, you're not both off 40000 you have to leave the country because that is a paramour of British virtue. I don't earn that. So does that mean I have to leave the country? Uh, just, I mean, could, could they send me to Italy or France? I'd go there. I just think right now it's a bit like, um, you know, how Marie Antoinette just kind of stripped off and just decided to fuck all the rabble. You know, yeah. just, just chopped her head off. Um, I'm sure I saw that in a film. Um, on... Did it have Reese Witherspoon in it? It might have. It might have been. On yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm pretty sure that's not an accurate historical fact. It might have been one of the television next previews before midnight. You know what I mean? But yeah. It was was, like was that Marie Antoinette bouncing on a yoga ball and had a phone in her hand? Because I yes. think you were watching Babe yes, Station. That's it. Yes, that was right. Oh, do you remember Babe Station? Do I remember Babe Station? Honestly, that was most of my wanks between '94 and '99. Here's an interesting story. Friend of mine was <laughs> yeah, friend. a producer on. Um, Babe Station. Really? Yeah. They had actual producers. Had actual producers on Babe Station. On Babe Station. Apparently, the sets are really nice and fun to work on. But I'm imagining because there's just tits everywhere. But but for the evening. Sorry, show, breasticles. Carry on. Not a lot of audience members paying any attention. Where the producers call up their friends and ask them to call in, and they will accept oh. the charges. And they will have a conversation with the models just so they can actually stir up some action to get further viewers involved. Oh, many a time have I actually had friends called by the producer just to say, Look, we're having a quiet night. Will you talk to one of the girls, please? And then Brandy's looking a bit bored. And they just sit there talking about cheese because they can't hear it, can they, on the camera? Nope, you can just see them talking. A full-on conversation where she explained to my friend how she had gone out that weekend to Marks and Spencers and spent £38.90 on cheese. And that was a conversation that was going on while she was getting all jiggly. Oh, my word. 
Behind the curtains, mate. Behind the curtains. Come with me. The name's Wizards. This is awesome. I'll show you how it works, my friend. I'll show you how it works. That's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it it got through. It got people through the cold winter nights, didn't it, Babe Station? And the ten minute preview, obviously. The ten minute preview of Television X was particular favourite because Bendover was always featured at least eight or nine times because of the time. You youngsters don't know how good you've got it with your sixty million pound videos for free on the internet. You can sit there watching your Peter Norths or your your James Deans, your Ariel Gentis and your your animals, but we had Bendover. Bendover and Phil McCracken. Who are mid-40s divorcees who live in Dagenham and literally by virtue alone that they sound funny on camera decided to become porn stars and became really successful at it. Google them. They're real names. They're real porn names. Bend over and Phil McCracken. Who are the um, um, Dastardly and Muttley. Remember them? I don't remember those. That sounds a bit niche. Dastardly and Muttley. Muttley was the cameraman. Dick Dastardly was the porn star. Um, oh. But he was a brookie from like Droitwich. <laughs> You're right there. I'm going to go and put my penis in a woman now. <laughs> That's uncanny. <laughs> no, they love. Just gonna put my spirit level on your back. Look, she's perfectly level. Don't mind me, love. Just gonna put me cement sacks right on top of your chili bombs. <laughs> You'll notice this hole is perfectly sized because I just slide right in there. Look, that's smooth. That's silky smooth. Uh, as one of my friends said, swivel, swivel, half hole. Oh, I'm not nearly drunk enough for this. Right, uh, you. I'm. I'm so glad this is free. Can you imagine if we charge for this? Put, put this behind a paywall. Yeah. No <laughs> refunds. Why? Because it's this. I've been watching. I've been watching quite a few um, life coach videos, and um, is that what uh, they call them? Like you know, like internet gurus and stuff. Okay. Like watching, not watching them, like. Like so, through their window at night. Yeah. Oh, I love you. Love me thighs. Oh, he's me. having a fruit. He's having a fruit corner. Look at that, the cheeky bastard. Go on, you have your pre-workout. Oh, oh he's doing well. Look, he's got yopley. <laughs> oh, you cheating bastard! You put two creams in that coffee. <laughs> it's, he's got. It's <laughs> got a fromage free. Oh, oh, I'm rigid. Oh, he's, he's having just goes on. That's not ski. Oh. So, yeah, just watching these watching these um, documentaries about, like, these... Um... Oh, he's got a stroop waffle. <laughs> Sorry, Karam. I don't, I don't know why that sounded sexy. You know, you know... Um, you've got these kind of documentaries, and they're, they're, they're showing uh, how life coaches and gurus and stuff, most of them could be diagnosed as psychopaths. Yeah. And well, yeah, they are or, or high functioning sociopaths, yeah, yeah. Um, and they take they, they it, the reason they're so successful is because they've got like a distinct lack of morals, but like an uber elevated sense of uh drive and uh ambition, yeah. Um, and the two things kind of make a heady cocktail, which is the recipe for a lot of life coaches and gurus. Yeah. Um, and I've been watching those recently. And just, it, 
it's just you're just blagging it you're just making it up as you go along like you could make millions if you were just convinced by your own bullshit yeah and that's the problem they genuinely believe they're in bullshit but but some they of them, do some of them have built their entire personalities around this like hyper elevated super like aggressive macho kind of alpha male um but it's all just bollocks it's all just like smoke and mirrors so i'm thinking not right. worked too well for Andrew Tate, has it? I mean, we we just yeah, I know, but like if you take away like this, you know, the 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 highly aggressive and um, massively illegal sexual element to it, um, <laughs> and just concentrate on the yes. Of, if you oh, remove the rape and the human trafficking, it's fine. Yeah, you remove that from it. You know, the, if you just move, <laughs> you know the problem bits. <laughs> yeah, those, we'll just put those over here behind this curtain. All right, and pretend it's not there. Romania, it's almost the Iron Curtain, yeah. And you just concentrate on the frilly bits and the cars and the big houses. Then yeah. you could you can literally make a killing just by talking complete bullshit. And I don't understand um, why ninety percent of politicians are politicians when they could be making money hand over fist just from being these gurus and lifestyle coaches. Because it's hard work being a lifestyle coach. You got to be you got to be hyper all the time. Well, the high I mean, what? Like... I mean, I mean, that guy looked at porn for a long time on his phone before he got caught. I mean, and, and gets paid eighty-five grand a year for it. Yeah, but it's it's a bit like the it's a bit like these these TikTok uh, teenagers, you know, the teenage millionaires. Yeah, like, as long as you are convinced enough by your own bullshit, you can become famous doing absolutely absolutely anything. And... You're famous because you're famous. That's that's yeah. you're, you're famous because you're known for being famous. And that's and that was that that takes me back to television x and babe station that a lot of people on there were famous because they just decided to give it a go and have a bit of a jolly dick dusty yeah. motley bend over film mccracken all of those guys should never have been in a mile of a porn site <laughs> but there they are porn ironically site. two of them aren't allowed near any school sites now as well i believe well, yeah, so. there's that there's that i mean you know <laughs> Like I said, if we just put the problem bits behind this <laughs> and just pretend like it never happened, you know. It just never happened. Always a nice he was always such a nice man until he raped. Um you see this, you see this small, um barely substantial room back here that we're not using right now. We'll just put all the problem things. <laughs> all of that in there. And we'll just we'll just push it really tight into the corner, really cram this room full. I, I think I'm pretty I think jamming it hard into the corner was pretty much what got them in trouble in the oh. first place, Andy. Oh, just we'll just put that in the room and we'll just <laughs> force it into the room and we'll try and shut this door. Stop saying the word force when we're talking about rape. Well, I'm not talking about anything. Okay, sorry, carry on. I'm I'm I misunderstood. Can you stop putting things in the room? Because the room is starting to get quite full, Phil, of all the things which we're not supposed to do. The problem things, right? Right. Like Bill Cosby's jumpers, that kind of thing. Yeah, like the cost of living. We'll put that in the room and we'll just yeah. try and deal with it a bit. Like the fact that I haven't got enough money. Oh, is, this, is this basically room 101 that we're in now? Yeah. What would you, Andy, what would you put in room 101? Oh, that's an interesting question, that. Go on. What What's one thing? If you could put one thing and they never existed again, what would you put in? Ooh. Oh, you really stumped me. Like just one thing, it would be vanished. They would be killed. Off the top of my head, mm -hmm. probably Crocs. Yeah, and UGG boots. Someone once described Crocs as 
um, wearing a man wearing Crocs is a bit like a man getting a blowjob from Nigel Farage. Sure, they feel comfortable, but when you look down, it's deeply shameful. Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> is he still in the jungle? I I don't you know, I I don't care. No, I just I, I I only care because I want him to stay there. Unless the I mean the only reason I I do care is because my boy's in the jungle as well, and I don't want anything to happen to him. Um. Sam Thompson. Who's Sam Thompson? Maiden Chelsea, the uh, OG oh, okay. of all OGs, my little lady HD beauty, love and pieces. Yeah. Um, the only reason I don't care um, right now uh, is because they're not carpet bombing the jungle um, just to make sure they've got rid of the swine. I mean, he's still in there. Um, yeah, I just don't get it. But there we go. Uh, I mean, you've got two annoying Geordies and Nigel Farage. Let's just hope there's three really hungry spiders. Pull it, pulling it, pulling, pulling on this thread just a tiny amount. Yeah, yeah. People are saying that this is the rehabilitation of Nigel Farage, much like Matt Hancock went through a rehabilitation last year on the last series. It, he was rehabilitated. There was can you, certain, re there can was you rehabilitate a, certain, a mass murderer? There was a certain degree of rehabilitation that was going on. Um, and that rehabilitation carried on through to Celebrity SAS. Um, Honestly, I watched that. They 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 put him through the fucking ringer. They put him through the fucking ringer. And then when you watch Matt Hancock getting smashed in the face by a girl. Um, it, was, it was glorious. Um, in slow motion from five different angles, there is a certain degree of um, optic in your public perception because it looks like you can give it a go. Yeah. Yeah. Now the difference here between him and Boris Johnson. Can you imagine Boris Johnson doing Celebrity SAS? They'd, they'd be all pregnant by the end of it. <laughs> I've been here ten minutes. Fucked them all. And Middleton sat there with a massive, great big belly, going, "Oh, nine months in. I think I'm going to call him Defethel." <laughs> Defethel. It sounds like a Christmas cookie. <laughs> oh, do you know what? I just fancy a Defethel. I'll be waiting. <laughs> Boom, pregnant. Boom, you're pregnant. It's like Oprah Winfrey with babies, isn't it? You're getting a baby, and you're getting a baby, and oh, you've got two. <laughs> <laughs> you're having a baby, and I've not been anywhere near you. That's just yes. the power of my you're manliness. Just, you're getting a baby, you're mailing, you just want me boxes. I'm that potent. <laughs> Did you just sit in my chair? You're pregnant. You're pregnant. Boom, you're pregnant. That is actually how. Um, Jezza uh, works. You sit in Jezza's chair, you become pregnant, whether you're a man, woman, or somewhere in between. Oh, we love you, Jezza. I wouldn't I wouldn't be sad if I got pregnant by you. I have been pregnant by him, and I'll tell you what, it is menacing. I mean, I've seen photos of him recently. I mean, I can only describe that as an angry shag. What? <laughs> SS Henchables? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... You shouldn't be able to flex your penis, but I imagine he can. USS Flexi McGraw. <laughs> uh, uh, what, what's his social? Let's let's flood him and go on. Let's flood him on the podcast. What's his socials? Uh, just look for built like a bear. Built like a bear. Could we just say he's happily he's happily married with children? That would be safe, yeah. He's he's got a, a, a lovely mm. long term girlfriend. A girlfriend. So you and know the, the children. And life partner, and better half, and she is a wonderful woman. 
I mean, her pelvis just must get smashed. Wait, Philip. <laughs> Google him, honestly. Have a look at him on social. Pubic I've never, I've never met him. I've never met his other half, but I can only imagine her pelvis is in is in a plaster for a good three to six months of the year. Philip Hubert Goff. <laughs> am, am I wrong? Philip, <laughs> I will, I will bloody well put you over my knee, young man. You are being very mischievous. It's, uh, am I wrong though? You say sorry to Jez right this second. Jez, I'm really sorry your massive flexi penis smashes your partner's pelvis. He calls it the kitten hammer. (laughs) The kitten hammer. He's always pounding pussy. Oh, that is disgusting. But also, but also, but also really deeply erotic. He's always called it the kitten hammer. I'm not even making this up. It's not a joke. It's actually a tribute to his kitten hammer. Right, go on his socials, DM him, <laughs> and ask him, is your penis called the kitten hammer, and why? I dare you, everyone. Honestly, I dare you. Ask him, why is your penis called the kitten hammer? <laughs> so we actually do have some questions which have been thrown out. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, we did ask to, to supply some. Go on, then. Well, let's have a question. Uh, but one of the questions was... Um, Oh, let me just bring it up on the old socials. I want to make sure that I am saying it properly and not the... Here we go. Don't do not do a Jimmy Savile impression. What don't are you it. hoping Santa brings you for Christmas? Oh. That was from J.L. Flannery, who is a wonderful author. Really? Yeah, very good what? writer. Very lovely lady. What a lovely question. What would I hope that Santa would bring me for Christmas this year? I'd just like the voices to stop. That's no, I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, uh, well, um, I really do you know, what? I don't really need anything. What was that? But what do I want? I, I would like, um, this. I mean, there's several things really I'd like, but, um, you know, what I really, 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 really want more than anything in the world. And um, it has really started to belie my age somewhat. And concrete me is the miserable old man of the group. Mm-hmm. But I would really love, I'd fucking adore some novelty socks. Okay. What what kind of novelty socks? I don't care as long as the novelty. It's just novelty. They've got penises on your toes. Yeah, whatever I can have. Honestly, just want some socks. I've got very cold feet, and most of my socks recently have exploded. <laughs> like the ULES camera. Yeah, just like a ULES camera. In fact, they exploded because I put some C4 inside of my socks and then slapped it against the side of a ULES camera. It does wonders for me, athlete's foot, but my foot's fucked by the end of it. Um, world peace. Um, uh, affordable rent. Um, yeah, affordable rent. thirty. These are all things I'd like for Christmas. I was watching Alan Partridge the other day. You know the actual comedy show, not the not the talk show, not the Mid Morning Matters. The actual I'm Alan Partridge. Mm-hmm. The petrol was eighty nine point nine pence a liter. It hurts Philip. It hurts. It hurts so much. Do you know oh. what? It was ninety. It was ninety eight pence at its cheapest whilst lockdown was on. And I was having the best time driving to and from work because I knew that it was costing me absolutely. 
99 98 pence a litre that i mean that's i mean what would i want do you know what i what would be really interesting if i could have anything it's not a thing it's an experience i'd love to have dinner with terry gilliam that's an interesting one because i think he'd be absolutely fascinating all right Right. I just geek out, just geek out over movies with him because he's famously geeky. So just to geek out over the movie making process would be amazing. Okay, right. We're going to drop in a big advert right here, and then we're going to come back in uh, two or three minutes um, once you've listened to this waffle. And I'm not. I'm only joking. It's about twenty eight seconds, so don't worry. It's just a troop waffle. And it's just a strip waffle. A strip waffle. We will come back and we will ask some more questions, and we will explore this avenue with torches and flashlights. I've not got a flashlight. Hi there. We'd really like to hear from you. And as such, we've been idiots and set up a WhatsApp account for you to listen to. If you'd like to get in touch, leave us a message, or even just speak to us and say hi if you love us, the number is 07990863. Five six four on WhatsApp. Messages and uh, get back to us. That number is oh seven nine nine zero eight six three five six four. We definitely promise you it's not a sex line. And that was an advert. It was. What was it an advert for? It was an advert for us. We've got a WhatsApp. You should go on to it and leave us voicemails and all sorts of messages and things and stuff. Definitely not dick pics. No, not dick pics. What's the female equivalent of a dick pic? What's Uh, is there? Is there an acronym? I mean, I'm obviously I'm aware ladies might want to send pictures of their regimes. I'm, um, you know, is there actually a slang? A flap plate. <laughs> it's called a flap snap. A flap snap. <laughs> have you ever received a flap snap, Andrew? No, but I have received a flap ferrotype. Flap <laughs> snap. Ew. That sounds so much dirtier. What they did was they gave me one of their vagina daguerreographs. <laughs> Had myself one of those, one of those arrow got... <laughs> types. I got a vagisiriotrope. Oh my goodness me! I had a minge melanotype. Fucking hell! Please stop! I'm about to wee. Just anyway, just wee. I, I, I'll wee. be honest. I have. It's not my carpet. It's fine. I don't even know whose house I'm in. Just go in the corner and wipe your. Your bits on the, the curtains. Yeah, that's what we've all done that. So, Philip. Yeah. You were talking about having a nice sit-down dinner with Mr. F- Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilligan. Terence Gilliam. I think it would be really interesting. I genuinely would like to talk to him about Brazil, the film. And that would be absolutely, the... that would be a wonderful thing to do. I genuinely think it would. I think he would be a really interesting soul to have a chat with. Have a conversation with him about giants and dwarves. Yeah. I, I just... I mean, obviously, I was very lucky when they did the the live shows at the O2 to get tickets to go and see it. 
Um, and it was very interesting. Actually, out of all of them, he was still the most lithe and a- active. You know, he's still very much who he was. It was it was brilliant to watch him live like that. It's great fun. Here's a question. Go on. Who are the other four people at your dinner? Oh, so Terry Gilliam was there. Good segue. Um, I mean, I suppose if I'm having Terry Gilliam, the positive bouncy python, I suppose I should have the miserable one as well to balance out and have John Cleese. Interesting. Okay. Several... Um, there's several yeah. old factions of the Python fans. We like to call them splitters. Um, were probably there on tenterhooks thinking you were going to say Michael Palin. No, because we've already got one of the nice Pythons. I think we should have one of the arsehole. Well, the only arsehole one, because Graham Chapman's dead. So I, I think he'd probably be a very quiet, unassuming dinner guest if he was there. But um, yeah, John Cleese. I once saw him at a book signing. Did I ever tell you? You say, say again. I was once a book, uh, he was doing a book thing about his creativity. Right. He's got a really interesting book about his writing process. I would recommend it for any budding writers, especially those that are looking to foray to comedy. And there was a guy, I'll call him Colin because he looked like a Colin. And he went up to Mr. Cleese, Mr. Cleese, Mr. Cleese, you sign my book. Fine. What's your name? And John Cleese snatched the book out of his hand. Dear Colin, fuck off, John Cleese. And that's what he wrote in the book. Yeah, I, I would. A, I'd have been made up if John Cleese had to fuck off. Some people take it the wrong way, though, don't they? There's there's stories like that all over the place about Mister Cleese. I would love to be told to fuck off by Mister Cleese. I'd love to be told to fuck off by any of the Pythons, to be absolutely honest with you. Even Carol, even Carol. Oh, I did a pilot with her. Did you? I did Carol Cleveland. She lives in in Brighton. Yeah. I'm just going to check the uh, pilot, not a pipe. No, a pilot. I didn't do a pipe. We weren't sat on Duke's Mound. No, um, it was for an awful, 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 I don't want to use the word comedy. I'm not going to name it, but it involved a, uh alien puppet living with the chap that won Big Brother that had Tourette's. Pete. Pete, yeah. Um, and they wanted someone that could do for Mardival, and they wanted someone that could do a bit of Mick Jagger kind of voice because that was what they wanted. And I went for it. And um, the guest that week was Fat Boy Slim. Nice. And halfway through, we went, This is shit. Should we go to the pub? So we went to the Snowdrop in Lewis. It was amazing. <laughs> and he brought us all around. He's from your neck of the woods, isn't he? He's from Brighton. Yeah, he's Brighton lad. Uh, I never met Zoe Ball, though, because they were married at the time or together or whatever their arrangement was. But yeah. He was a perfectly nice chap. Uh, Carol Cleveland was Carol Cleveland was brilliant. I I I still have a crush on her to this day. I mean, yeah, she's a perfectly perfectly wonderful lady. And back in the day, to use a a Monty Python term, four. All right, so you got Terry Gilliam, you got John Cleese. Who else have you got? Uh, Tim Minchin. Interesting, like that. Uh, sadly, obviously, been cancelled in the last few days. Um, what? Yeah, Google it. Um, for not even something he said, something someone else has said, and he went, "Yeah." Um, I think it was taking a stance on the the conflict between Israel and Gaza. And oh, okay. So not really cancelled then. No, no, he's been cancelled. Yeah. Um, uh, Tim Minchin, just because I, I think he would be a fascinating kind of character and a wonderful mix. 
Um, I'd I'd invite Neil Armstrong and not talk about the moon all evening. <laughs> I'd I'd invite Neil Armstrong and then just play Whitey's on the Moon, like on repeat <laughs> the whole way through the dinner party. Just literally, I wouldn't mention it. Wouldn't mention the moon at all, or even tolerate a conversation. But then just walk around the table like I was on the moon, but not talk about it. Take that away from him. What is he? What is he? He's just an old man that that left Earth. Uh, who else? Um, Seth MacFarlane. Nice. Just because. Um, why not? Because I, I, I'm curious. There's there's now a TED series. Have you seen this? Yes, I saw, uh, saw the advert. It looks good. If that if stony humor is your thing, it's going to be quite funny. Just I think, for... I think, but yeah, what about you? What are your five guests gone? Let's do it. Uh, right, Grouchy Marks. Oh yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, who's I write down? Grouchy Marks because I think he could he provide the comedy the entire way through the meal and through the evening. I just think he'd be a gr- a great uh, dinner guest and also just worth the price of entry alone just to have him be Groucho Marx at everyone. Yeah, I, I, I think he would keep the conversation flowing. Mark Twain. Oh, oh, you deep bugger, you. Again, I want some humour, but I want some deep South humour, which I don't get from a guy who is overwhelmingly white, yet overwhelmingly positive about all races, creeds and colours. Yeah, I mean, it was an interesting chap. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that, that I could see this. Yeah, Groucho Marx, Mark Twain. Who else? Jimmy Cagney. I thought you were going to say Jimmy Savile there. Jimmy Cagney, yep, yeah, good one. Uh, just think he'd be amazing entertainment. Halfway through the dinner, he'd jump up on the table and do a tap dance just because he's Jimmy Cagney and he can. Yeah, just because. Just Why are you doing that? Just because. Guess Go on. Mary Magdalene. <laughs> why? Um, I think she's got a bad rap. I'd like to have <laughs> there on the chat with her. Also, also, I just think you've got to have some sort of epic riz if you get to hang out with Jesus and his mates. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just, I just think she's got to have charisma coming out of the poor, so I'd like to be around her. Granted, okay, and then providing the entertainment, um, sitting in the corner being all mysterious and shit, and then picking up guitars and just being like brill is uh Jeff Buckley. Oh, I mean, I, I want to come to your dinner party. Can I bring my guests over? You're more than welcome to bring uh John Cleese and Terry Gilliam. And who else did you say? Tim Minchin. Tim Minchin, even though he's been cancelled. Uh, yeah, Seth MacFarlane. Who was the other one? I think I only did four. You did only do four. You got one more guest to bring. Oh, Stanley. Stanley. Oh, that's gone. Just because oh. I want to give him a hug. Yeah, granted. Th- thank him for my teenage and childhood years. Do you know what? I think my girlfriend actually has given him a hug. Oh. I think, yeah. I think it'd just be awesome. If not, if... this My my girlfriend's pretty epic and she's met some incredibly brilliant, famous people and, like, going out and getting autograph hunting and stuff like that. So there's, there's she's hugged some, some good ones. I don't know if she has done something, but I know that 
she definitely would if she could have, have a chance. So I'm bringing my girlfriend to your dinner party so she can get a hug from Stanley as well. Yeah, go for it. I reckon he just he gives great hugs. A tickly moustache always wins. I have to say though, your 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 dinner party is a bit of a sausage fest. It is. Oh uh, yeah. A bit I mean, I think Mary Magdalene would be quite comfortable at Sausage Fest. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Um, however, however we've got to remember that she she's Jewish, so she couldn't have sausage unless it was beef or chicken. <laughs> it's hey, is this penis culture? Um I don't know why she's from New York. Um it might sound ridiculous, but I'm just being thoughtful. Yeah, no, okay. If I had to have a lady come to to our dinner party that was actually invited and not didn't bring her own cassette recorder and a police uniform. Um like your mum. <laughs> okay, oh come on. <laughs> she, well, she doesn't listen to this. That I was agree. her younger days. <laughs> that was a, that was her younger days with Arthur Burkett and the Merry Down. Um Pampas grass everywhere. Pampas <laughs> grass everywhere. Um, do you know what? Rosa Parks. Interesting. Yeah, dig it. Just because she's fucking awesome. I imagine she wouldn't be. I imagine she'd be a lady of very few words, though. Um, and I imagine the, well, word, the word she used would be awesome. Very sweary. <laughs> I'm sitting yeah. in this goddamn chair, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? If we're going to go down the racist route, let's really get the same, motherfucker. I mean, she died in 2005. Rosa, <laughs> Rosa Parks saw the iPhone. Rosa. No, not quite the iPhone, but she saw the Motorola. Hello, Marto. Still not sitting in the back of the bus. Coming to a cinema near you, Rosa Parks, directed by Spike Lee, starring Samuel L. Jackson as Rosa Parks. What are you talking about, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting no, I'm getting no back of the motherfucking backseat. <laughs> I'm sick of these motherfucking honkies on this motherfucking bus. I ain't sitting on the back seat. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. Before Come on. Go. Before we get into any more trouble, let's. Um, let. Okay. Okay. So. <laughs> oh shit. Um, number two. What superpower uh, would you want, and why would you want it? See, I've thought about this one long and hard, and long and hard, and rigidly and throbbingly, <laughs> and I have thought about it until I am literally spatting all over myself with thought. Oh, um, that's not an image we need, but put it on socials. My superpower would be the power of uh, tactile recollection. Oh, so you could touch them and they and remember their thoughts? No. Though, probably, yes, that might be a secondary use of the power. Okay, go on then. The primary use of the power is I can touch any item and I can instantly recollect anybody who's ever used that item. So you've essentially got the power to be able to do absolutely everything brilliantly. Oh, interesting. So you pick up a guitar that was once owned by Jimi Hendrix and you can play just, like Hendrix. Just, just play. Play a piano by, you know, owned by Ling Ling, and you just get it to play like a virtuoso. Okay. Uh, pick up a French book once owned by a man who studied advanced French, and you'll be able to order yourself a sandwich in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> in gay Paris. I mean, it's a wonderful gift, but is it a superpower? Wear a condom once worn by James <laughs> D. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, stop. I don't want to... Back in my day, they weren't called... What was that advert? They weren't called condoms. They were called Geronimo's! <laughs> Come back from shore leave to see all the Geronimo's hanging on the washing line. God, it, was like a, it was like a seal clubbing expedition. <laughs> they looked like rubber sleeping bags for small rodents. They were, yes. They were snake sleeping bags. <laughs> <laughs> like the inside of an I, won't, I won't lie. After shore leave, the whole ship smelled a bit fausty. <laughs> like like mouldering cheese. You had to cut the mask with a butter knife. <laughs> of course, if, if you left your Geronimo filled, they made wonderful candles. <laughs> 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 Do you remember that advert? That was a real advert. Uh, Back in my day, they weren't ribbed for her pleasure. Women didn't need pleasure. They should be by the sink. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say, that joke does not reflect the uh, attitudes of today's society. Or the thoughts of my headache or any of its subsidiary. In any shape or form. I was merely talking about an old racist who used a reusable condom in the Navy. What's your superpower, Phil? Honestly, Google it. That's a real advert. Google it. Google the Geronimo advert on YouTube. No, because the last time you asked me to Google something and you swore blind that it was a real thing, I Googled something and then I got taken to court in Croydon the next yeah. Monday. Uh, yeah, it was worth it. Uh, okay, What would my superpower be? It's either going to be dicks or fingers. Um, blah, 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 no. Um... Do you know, I have to say, it's very cliched, but I'd like to be able to fly. Flying, like, literally. Um, flying is a good one. I, I'm not so, I'm not so sure about flying myself. More, I would like to have the power of of hovering several feet comfortably. Yeah, off the ground. yeah, not like straight up, like like two hundred feet in the air, because that'd be ridiculous. You'd be freezing. But like, just not to be encumbered by people or traffic. More and also, if you saw someone that pissed you off, just drop trow a few feet off the air and. Some more mag- more Magneto, less Superman. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Magneto is. I mean, Magneto was a bad motherfucker, to quote Samuel L. Jackson. Also, if you like Sam, this is an aside. Samuel Jackson reading a children's story for bedtime. Have you ever seen this? Yes. Yeah. Go, go the fuck to sleep. Yeah. Honestly, I, I marvelous. I read it when I was in the um, South Bank Center, and I was asked to leave the bookstore because I was laughing so hard. That is a true it's, story. They genuinely asked me to get out. They were upsetting people. It's such a good book. I was in is fucking it, tears, Phil. But Samuel book. L. Jackson reading it. It's unbelievable. In unbelievable. fact, shall we, shall we after our, our, the poem that we're going to play out with, let's have that story? Uh, I don't think we can do that for copyright reasons. Oh. Yeah, sadly. But you can I will read YouTube. I will read it on YouTube. In the style of Samuel L. Jackson. Do it. I'll make face a... and everything. <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> Paris in my headache has been cancelled because... <laughs> I mean, Tim Minchin got cancelled for saying, I can see the good side and the bad side of both things. Samuel L. Jackson blackface going, go the fuck to sleep, motherfucker. Is, yeah, it's definitely going to get us cancelled. Philip Goff, 44, from Brighton. <laughs> was Was led off today after... <laughs> After saying in court, this is a motherfucking travesty. Um, George, I need and, you to go the fucking sleep. 
and then just throwing his police shield at the wall like Shaft. Um, I don't know why I had a police shield. Um, yeah, no, uh, hovering, hovering like Magneto, Magneto, um, or Wolverine. I mean, Wolverine's a fucking awesome character. Wolverine can't fly. What? No, no. What have you but been smoking this evening, Philip? If I if I couldn't have flying like Magneto, Wolverine, like that would just be. Want to be awesome. hairy like Wolverine. I want. I you want, want to, to be Canadian like Wolverine. I want. I want to wear Hugh Jackman like a sleeping bag. You yeah. want to be five foot four like Wolverine. No, no, the Hugh Jackman, the MCU um, version of Wolverine, just hairy and angry. You want to be six foot three and susceptible to skin cancer, Wolverine. Oh come on, he's had a hard time recently. I mean, his wife got divorced. I mean, that's sad. I like that. They were a nice couple. All I can say to you is this: you know, it is sad. Divorce is a terrible thing. We've all been through it, but not everyone has. Andy just just does. No, no, <laughs> amount, no amount of healing factor is going to get you through a divorce. No, it's not. I kind of feel bad for them, for for both of them. It's obviously very sad when a marriage ends. Um, for whatever reason, we, and we don't. And it, all credit to them for having dignity and not oversharing on social media. There's a lot of dignity to that, but. Um, yeah, whilst we're on the the topic of Wolverine, have you seen Ryan Reynolds' attempt his, at diffusing the, the Deadpool leaks? Releasing pictures of like Predator and stuff is just Predator it, is fun. just fucking amazing because it, it looks genuine. It looks really well done. Everything about everything he does is brilliant. I love Ryan Reynolds. I just think the guy is a walking like billboard of genius. He just he just it, emits talent. Even his response to the leaks was pretty tasteful. Like yeah, they're not real world problems, but they're in the good problem bucket. You know, every every now and again, you look at Ryan Reynolds and you think you're just too good to be true. And then you look at Seth Rogen, you remember they're Canadians and they are absolutely true. I mean, I get him. I get the impression Seth Rogen does really good waffles in the morning. Yeah, or, or the yeah. afternoon, or, or the evening. Actually, mid afternoon, yeah. evening, three in the morning. If you want waffles, he made them. I just want to hang out with Seth Rogen in his pottery uh, studio and just make cups. He's got a pottery studio. Oh, Philip, where have you been? For God's sake! Why not? We I'm, I'm too busy watching Nick Offerman in his woodwork studio. Okay, Phil. Also, what... while we're while we're talking about Nick Offerman, this is an aside. I watched the, the last episode of The Last of Us last night. The fuck that just finishes with nothing. I haven't seen the last episode. All right, watch it. It just stops. Right. It just fucking stops. Can I put a pin in this? Because there's something else I'd like to actually talk about, which has a very similar uh, vein. So yeah. I'll come back to this in just one second. But I actually point... found myself shouting the C word at the TV, but sorry, oh. carry on. To the point at hand, mm -hmm. we'll come Don't back talk... to that topic in one second. To the point at yeah, hand, yeah. Uh, what was the point in hand, Philip? I've forgotten exactly where we were and everything that's going Ryan on. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. We were talking about Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, there was a point about Ryan Reynolds, though. And I, I, I You're being I... a nice guy. Yeah, Seth Rogen. There we Seth are. Seth Rogen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. Seth Rogen. So Seth Carver. Rogen, a few years ago, with his writing partner, Evan Goldberg. Yeah. Um, started a uh, another company that was outside of um, film and entertainment. Oh, pottery. Yeah. Sorry, Karen. He started a uh, marijuana business. <laughs> of course they did. Of course uh, they did. Called Houseplant. <laughs> awesome. And uh, it is one of the greatest acts of marketing I've ever seen. Because Seth Rogen went off and became a master potter. Why not? His wife is also um, works in the entertainment industry, but is also 
uh, a potter herself. And um, he became a master potter, built a pottery studio as an extension of his house, has um, then went off and invented and created all of house plants, ashtrays and accoutrements. Um, for, and for potheads. Routinely spends six to eight hours a day in his pottery studio making ashtrays and um, vases and um, smoking boards and all sorts of other wacky, crazy shit. Um, he's become awesome. something of a, a of a, a savant at um, 1970s... Uh, drug paraphernalia. and Yeah, re- drug paraphernalia and retro um, smoking accoutrement. It's fucking incredible. Follow Houseplant on Instagram. I swear to God, you are going to have the best time. Watching his pottery tutorials are incredible. Yeah. Okay. I'm just writing it. I'm literally writing it down. Pot. Also, I want to have all of the records and all of his, uh, all of the things that they've um, made because all of it looks like 70s kitsch brilliance. Why not? Can you imagine, though, the writing partnership? What's the chap's name? Evan Goldberg. Evan Goldberg and Seth Rogen. How ugly must that guy be if Seth Rogen is the face of that writing partnership? He actually just looks like a normal bloke who's just gone to Morrison's to buy some cigarettes. He honestly just looks like a normal d- dude, which I think is kind like, of half the battle. Like, you've seen him a hundred times on the red carpet, but you've never noticed that he's there because he just looks like the dude has gone out to buy milk. Like, how, how if Seth Rogen is the face of your writing partnership... And directing and producing partnership. They're one of the most successful in Hollywood, thank you. No, they really are. No, I'm not belittling their talent, just that they're fugly. Right, moving on quickly. Yeah. We've only got a limited amount of time. But yeah, yeah. you're saying that the end of season one of The Last of Us is a bit of a, like... It, it, no, it, it, it's... I'm not going to spoil it anyway, but it just fucking stops. Like, no warning, just boop, credits. Okay. Do you know what I've watched recently? What's that? I'd not watched, but finished after six months of hard graft and battle. And I swear to God, it was the hardest thing I've done. Go on. I finished the book. After six months, mind you, finished the book. Incredible read. Really hard. Really, really hard going. Six months. Um, Catcher in the Rye. Oh, bloody hell. Yeah, it is not an easy read. 125 pages of absolute. It's not an easy read. I wanted to rip out every page after I'd read it yeah. and then eat it. And then for it to magically transmogrify as every page that I ate disappeared from every other copy of that book in existence. So that when I got to the final page and I ate the final page, no one would ever have to suffer the indignity of reading that fucking book. And yet it's a classic. How is it a classic? It is one know. of the worst books I've ever read. Yeah, yeah, it's on every GCSE list. I, 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 honestly, honestly, I've got this like mad compulsion that if I start a book, I cannot put it down until I finished it, by hook yeah. or by crook, by love or money. The only reason I haven't finished June is because I started re- listening to the audio book version of it. Yeah, and I thought June... that, that that counted. So I put yeah, the book... no, I, I agree. And it was it was hard going to read at work, like in short bursts. So I decided to listen to the audio book and really, really fucking enjoyed it. And that's the yeah. only book I've put down halfway through. But I feel like I finished it, and I've just listened to the audio book version of June Messiah, and I'm about to jump into June, uh, Children of June, 
Children of Jin is the third one, I believe. And yeah. then I can't wait to get into God Emperor Jin. Okay, so like read it down with the Junes, brilliant. Catcher in the Rye took no, me months to read because every time I looked at it to think I'm gonna have to finish you now, it it's made me cry. sad in my soul. Yeah, yeah. And I finished it today, and I, I burn it, burn it. Wet every single day I've read it during the course of the last six months. I mean, that's not yeah. What is that ending? It's it's not it's not it's not a book. It's torture. It's torture. Holden Caulfield needs to go jump into fucking traffic. <laughs> He's the worst human being ever written. <laughs> yeah, it's not brilliant. Uh, speaking of audiobooks, I've been listening to one. I'm just about to finish it. It is the a dramatized version of the original script for Alien Three. Oh, interesting. It's, the uh, Jodorowsky version. It's um, the Wooden Planet. No, no, the original script, the the actual script they wanted to make, not the one they were forced to make. No, wait, no, <coughs> Alien Three. Yeah. So the original script for Alien Three was a Wooden Planet. It was Jodorowsky. No, no, no. That was that was David Fincher's. Uh, um, this this is um, bear with me. William Gibson's treatment. Hmm. It's honestly fucking mental. Googling this as we speak. I've watched the documentary about the oh. of Alien 3 that almost got it's, made. The audiobook is narrated by Michael Bean and Lance Hendrickson. Interesting. And it's Bean Gibson the, Alien 3. There we go. It's there. And uh, uh, Laura Lefko has. I, I don't know if you've listened to. Have you listened to any of the Alien books? Lauren Lefko is the vocally the spitting image of Sigourney Weaver. You wouldn't know it's not Sigourney Weaver in the books. And right. it's they're picked. They're picked up. Honestly, listen to it. It would have changed the franchise. I've got the link and a studio um, uh, recording and also um, a article about it. So I'm going to listen to this in a bit. Thank you very much for bringing this into my sphere. <laughs> Honestly, it's brilliant because they Bishop is alive. Hicks survives. Newt survives. Ripley. It's it's just honestly, it's amazing. Um, and it, it, it's, it plays into Prometheus and Covenant as well. I'm down for it. Say no more. Honestly. And and then after that, listen to Alien Contagion as well. People, you need to get into the Alien books. You don't realise how many good Alien books there actually are. I'm about to get into the last book of Dark Tower on. Um, oh, Alien, I can't wait. So, I'll, I'll I'll see if I can jump in after I've gone to that. Um, it's only three hours. It's not a long listen. I will jump into it after I finish Dark Tower, young man. I've just said so, haven't I? Do you know we're in a danger of this becoming a three reeler? <laughs> No, because I've got to go to bed. I'm very sleepy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll say goodbye in a minute. But um, So, Andrew, who have you been masturbating to this week? Hey, that's not one of the questions we agreed on. <laughs> it's what I've been asked. It's not one of the questions we agreed on. It's it's what I've been asked. So, Andrew, who are you, who are you masturbating to this week? I, I haven't got the energy. <laughs> okay. Uh, Shag, marry, and kill, then. Oh, now that, that I can do. William Shatner. Oh, Roger Moore. Hey, Edward Woodward. Woo-hoo. Take out the D's, see why we were. 
Shag, marry, kill. This is an interesting question, young man. Go for it. Shag, marry, kill. Right. We're very, this is very puerile, but let's do it because we've been asked it. And we said we would answer everything honestly. Shag, marry, kill. Yeah. Shatner, Woodward, Woodward, and Roger Moore. I am shagging Roger Moore. Of course. Of course. It's a no brainer. I mean, I imagine his penis was velvety. Velvety as his tuxedo and as ruffled as his rugged charm. And and as he was making love to you, just a little trough of Baileys for you. Oh, Baileys for me. <laughs> Roger, you shouldn't have. <laughs> for me and Roger, we're getting down and dirty. He's whispering sweet nothings into my ear. There's a little yeah. nose bag of Baileys. You're happy. Anyway, go on, carry on. I'm having a, I'm having a wonderful time with my nose bag of Baileys. Um, <laughs> look across the room and there's my darling, darling husband. Iwa Wuwa. Of course. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's the equaliser. He's the equaliser, yeah. And and um, the Wicker Man. If Roger Moore was to break my heart in any way, shape or form, then he would exact absolutely revenge. precision revenge. He's Wurengi. Using absolutely anything around him apart from guns. Yeah. Just a paperclip. Tracheostomy for the rest of your life. He'd just, he'd just be very advantageous with his surroundings and he'd be very, very, very improvisational with the weapons that he can get his little mitts on. Ewa-wewa. By the time he's finished with you, you'll shit yourself every time you see a Pritt stick. And this is where it brings us to Mr. William Shatner, who unfortunately has to be killed. Now, yeah. me and me and Will... Me and I can Bibi only imagine with a harpoon. Well, we were hanging out in the kitchen. We were having a little chat. And I don't know if you know, but from behind, uh, Big Billy style looks very much like Roger Moore. And um, Roger, unfortunately, and me, have had a bit of a lover's tiff. And Roger yeah. has broken my poor little heart. So he's currently being stabbed to death by oh. a uh, by Edward Woodward with Ed a wooden skewer. Edward is trying to stalk him so he can exact sweet revenge on him to repair my broken heart because Edward, the good virgin that he is, is my, um, how do I put this? Um, he's my cuck husband. He just likes watching. Yes. We don't do anything like that. He doesn't partake. He is, after all, the wicker man. He can't have sex yeah. because we wouldn't be able to burn him at the stake. It's just got a nubbin. He's just got a little nubbin. He just sits in the corner and he just has a little, you know, little tickle in a, of his in, a, in, an, in an armchair with, I, I can only describe it, you know, a, a glass of port and some Stilton. Sadly, though, he's not wearing his glasses and he has mistaken Shatner from behind for Roger Moore. So what he's done, he's come up behind him with a, uh, a pool cue and a fly swatter and he's systematically broken every vertebrae in William Shatner's back. Oh, that's glorious. And he's pushed him off a mountain. Yeah. Into traffic. Well, and the traffic spike, driving inside of a, cars. Yeah, spike cars inside of a trash compactor. Yeah. <laughs> that's dark. And that's the end of Shatner. Meanwhile, old Roger is over at your place getting his toes sucked in that way that you do. Honestly, you said you'd never tell anyone. <laughs> I promise. It's all about the tongue. Um, <laughs> who would I shag, marry, kill? I'd marry. I mean, could it be anyone living or dead? Yes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw some out to you. Go on. I'm not gonna like it. Go on. You're not gonna like it. 
Okay. It's going to be awful. Go on. Shag, marry, kill. Pretty right. Patel. Kill. Suella Braverman. Kill. Yoko Ono. Kill. You can't kill all of them. All right. I, I mean, I, I get what I would only be, I could only imagine would be a very artistic blowy from Yoko Ono that would involve tangerines and a tambourine. Yoko Ono is one of yours. And, the other one a children, a children choir. Ooh, I, I'd marry Betty White. Betty White. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Okay. Young Betty White. Because she you was. Uh, have you seen Young Betty White? I have seen Young Betty White. Honestly, she stirs my loins. There's a reason why they call them Bettys. <laughs> she was just a lovely, even like in her nineties. Have you ever seen the roast of William Shatner? Yes. Honestly, she's she's just savage. Um, and also, she was in um, Lake Placid. She was the bad guy in Lake Placid. Fucking awesome. Um, so, kill... So, go on. Who were the three? Priti Patel, Suella Braverman, Yoko Ono. Uh, I'd marry Yoko Ono. I'd hate Shag. Uh, Pretty Patel, I'd kill Suella Braverman. That's the only answer. It would be a very angry shag. It wouldn't be ribs for her pleasure. And, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I've had too much alcohol. I'm not going to say anymore because it would be awful. Sorry. Philip, we have someone online who is giving us a recommendation. We've got three minutes left. I've got to tell you about it. Go on. My friend Paul Minahane, one of the uh, greatest human beings who ever lives. Say that name slowly. Paul Minahane. Okay. Minahane. Yeah. Paolo it sounded it sounded very biblical, but carry on. Has recommended a program, uh, a TV um, uh, uh, film. I think they're called motion picture. A motion pic, a flicky. Flicky, a That's movie. That's very different. Talking. A flick, sorry, a flicky is very different. But carry on. On Netflix, called Nimona. It's an animated film. Nimona. Um, I'm just going to read you the. Um, uh, is this a description you told me about? Yes. Go for it. Okay, this simultaneously sounds like the best and worst film that's ever been created, and I already love it, and I've not seen a single frame of it. Do it. Here we go. When Ballister Boldheart, Riz Ahmed, a knight in a futuristic medieval it's, it's, world... You say it's Riz Ahmed. Riz Ahmed. I'm flaccid already, but carry on. Okay. When Ballister Boldheart, Riz Ahmed, a knight in a futuristic medieval world... I'm in, I'm hard is framed for a crime he didn't commit. The only one who can help him prove his innocence is Nimona, played by Chloe Grace Moretz. Okay, I'm a interested. A mischievous teen with a taste for mayhem, who also happens to be a shape-shifting creature, Ballister has been trained to destroy. Oh, okay. But with the entire kingdom out to get him, Nimona's the best, or technically the only psychic Ballister can hope for. And as the lines between heroes, villains, and monsters starts to blur, the two of them set out to wreak serious havoc for Ballister to clear his name once and for all, and for Nimona to just wreak serious havoc. That is the it's... greatest description of a film I've ever read. Sounds like the COVID inquiry, but yeah, no, um, yeah, do it. Watch it, guys. Paul uh, Minahane recommended it, so... Um... Paul Minahane. Minahane. It's on Netflix, and you should be hard just from the sentence, futuristic medieval world. Yeah, it's a bit like Star Wars. A long time ago, but somehow very much in the future. Um... 
<laughs> there are so many plot holes in Star Wars. That's a podcast all on its own. Um, guys, we've got to go. Where, you, where are you found? What's your, what's your name and your handle? At Geek Therefore, Beardy McBeard Face. You? Mine is uh, at Sorry Lives um, on all of the socials. And uh, very sad to, to announce Benjamin Zephaniah died today, one of the heroes of the UK. This is a poem that he wrote, and it's called Money. Bye. Bye. Money make a rich man feel like a big man. It make a poor man feel like a hooligan. A one-parent family feels like a ruffian, and those who have it won't give you anything. Money makes your friend become your enemy. You start seeing things very superficially. Your life is lived very artificially, unlike those who live in poverty. Money can take your ego, but money brings you down. Money causes problems anywhere money is found. Food is what we need. Food is necessary. Let me grow my food and then can eat their money. Money can save us, but yet we feel doomed. Plenty money burns in a nuclear mushroom. Money can make you happy. Money can help you when you die. And those who have it continually live a lie. Children are dying. Spies are spying. Refugees are fleeing. Politicians are lying. And deals are done. And webs are spun. The ones keep the third world on the run. And the brother feels better than the brother next door. Because his brother's got money. And his brother's got more. And the brother thinks a brother's not a brother. Because he's poor. When the brother kills the other, that is economic war. Economic war, we call it economic well, it may not be the east and the west anymore, but the north and the south, third world, followed. Coffee and aisle, that's what it's about. Economic war, economic war, shots fired from the stock market floor, so we work for a living, or we try and we try, with so little time for chilling like we're living a lie. Money makes a dream become reality. Money makes real life like a fantasy. Money has a habit of going to the head. I have some for a rainy day underneath my bed. Money problems make it hard to relax. Money makes it difficult to get down to the facts. Money makes you worship vanity and lies. Money is a drug with legal eyes. The parents are hoping, some are not coping, some are just managing books, need balancing, property is theft. No money means death. You pay for your rent and then nothing left. Some will pick a pocket. Some appear to stop it. Those who appear to stop it, they're happy because they got it. Some go out and fight for it. Some claim they have the right to it. And people like my grandparents live long but never cite it. Money made me go out and rob. Then it made me go looking for a job. Money made a nurse and a doctor immigrate. Money buys friends you love to hear. It. Money made slavery seem all right. Money brought the Bible and the Bible shone the light. Victory to the penniless at grassroots sources. We come to mash down market forces. The paper giant called market forces.